0: After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right. We are here to talk about TV commercials today. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. For years, people have done their thinking on the run. Now, they can do their business on the run. My name is Andrew Walsh. I've been doing my business on the run for quite some time now. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Veeves.
1: Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, hi. <laughs> hey, what? Huh? Mm-hmm. Sorry? Mm-hmm. Uh, hi.
0: Hi. I'm pausing because I had a... I don't think I told you about this. I know I didn't tell you in detail anything about it, but did I tell you that I had a very disgusting dream about going to the bathroom the other night? No,
1: you didn't tell and me it that. Was
0: not, it was not It a number one. You waited one. until we were on air to tell yes. me this. Yes. Well, I'm not going to tell you any of the details of it, but it was one of the most graphic, disgusting <laughs> so dreams gross. I've ever had in my life. And it started with me thinking I found a clean stall, but then as more and more time went on, realizing that a lot of things were wrong with that stall. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. Uh, We're here to talk about TV commercials, good ones, bad ones, blah, 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 blah. Did all that. Uh, Coming up today on the show, no more bathroom talk, by the way. Yeah, for the four
1: or five of you still with us, no more bathroom talk. I mean, if I...
0: I need a therapist just so I can tell somebody about this dream, but I feel like even me, who I love telling... That's
1: what Reddit is for.
0: I love telling people about my dreams. I know you do. And... When you have one where you really remember every detail, you especially want to talk about it. But there's literally nobody in my life that I can tell this dream to and still have them be a part of my life. That's
1: accurate. Yeah. And
0: so I feel like I need to pay somebody. I need I don't have a therapist. Maybe it's not a therapist. It, it, are there just, like, one-off therapy sessions where you can just be like, I just need to tell somebody this? I
1: think that's what the sweet cream ladies are for. <laughs>
0: that's what I was wondering about. Sort of a, almost like a prostitution for you always dreams hear, you want to get off You always off your chest. hear this
1: from prostitutes and other sex workers that, like, a not insignificant amount of their custom is from people who, like, uh-huh. just do need some kind of company.
0: yeah. Again, not honestly. But I think none you're gonna this... have to pay extra for that yeah. freaky shit. <laughs> none of that, none of that plays into what we're talking about today for real. Um, this was a show idea that you had, um, Genevieve, when we saw a uh, recent ad of somebody stuck on a deserted island somewhere. And we'll play this commercial. I a think little he was bit. on a raft. Or he was on a raft. Yeah. Oh, okay. He
1: was, he, was a, he was cast away on a raft.
0: You are right about that. All of the other uh, commercials I pulled are specifically on deserted islands. I well, believe.
1: Once you're on the island, and I learned this from Castaway, the documentary about Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, is eventually you're either going to die on the island or you're going to make yourself a raft.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I learned that from Joe versus the volcano. Uh,
1: also valuable.
0: Uh, <laughs> also a al- documentary. Also, about- <laughs> it's valuable
1: documentary source material
0: <laughs> about the same actor. Um, God,
1: he does love to get stuck on. Yeah.
0: Us. Yeah, he loves getting stuck on rafts.
1: He likes being captains. He's yep. been a, he's been a captain so many times yep. and he likes being stuck on a raft.
0: But today's show centers on commercials that all take place on Well, mostly deserted islands and one that takes (laughs) place place on a raft. Um, I wanted to say one thing here. This came up on TBTL a while back and it's stuck in my head ever since. So I want to give credit to Luke Burbank, I think, for maybe mentioning this the first time to me. But I used to say, you know, stuck on a desert island. That's what we always say, right? Stuck on a desert island. But like... I, I believe Luke one day said, why is it a desert island? What does that mean? I mean, it could mean like a tropical island out in the middle of nowhere. That would but... be the
1: opposite of a desert.
0: Right. But actually, actually, oh, my God. You guys, I almost just actually to Genevieve. <laughs> I take that actually back. But um, the de- w- it might have been part of this conversation. The definition of a desert could be – it's like a um, – it has to be like kind of a uniform place. So they actually, I think they said a that desert. a sea could a desert. I thought a desert was a
1: straight up was just, that's the reason that like the Arctic is a desert is yes. because it doesn't rain there. That's
0: what it is. It's about precipitation. Yeah. So yeah, so if you're on a little island in the middle of the ocean, it's not a desert island, right? And so we kind of got in this whole thing about um, why do we say that? And I think it started with deserted island, right? It must have been if you're stuck on a deserted island and you can only take like 10 CDs. Yeah. What's a CD? Right. Um, You know, what would you take? But somehow that became Desert Island. And I don't think Desert Island is correct, right?
1: I think it's probably Deserted.
0: Deserted Island. So I'm trying to make an effort to um, say that today. So anyway, we do have a whole bunch of commercials. Boy, and it is a trope that advertisers love yeah. to play around with. Of course they do. And some of these... Them
1: and, and uh, The Far Side.
0: And The Far there Side, are, right.
1: There are a million Far Side cartoons.
0: And some of these, uh, I believe, rip off The Far Side, a very... <laughs> a very famous Far Side joke. Do you know the one I'm thinking of right now? I don't. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, anyway, there are so And some of these, Genevieve, are really really creative what they do with them the the kind where you're like putting the show sheet together and you're like oh another great twist on this not just like they're all basically the same trope over and over but then there are a few that are so bad you're like wait how does that sell the product it's especially a couple of uh products that are aimed at women I'd like your your take on those Genevieve also we will check in with the ad council as we always do um listener Bobby up in New England thought we made a huge misstep or at least uh, missed something obvious in our commercial that focus on bathtubs show. Um, it was no mission that I actually, for what it's worth, chose to make on purpose. But we'll give Bobby his chance to talk about that. Also, um, the return of our new segment. I guess we're calling it BT Dubs. BT Dubs, where we go into the uh, the VHS archive I've been going through and putting on YouTube. So all of that is coming up on today's after these messages. <laughs> Let's start with that first commercial um, that we were talking about that is in uh, rotation right now. And again, you're, you're so right. This is not a deserted island. This... What is a
1: raft if not a tiny man-made movable island? You know what? Thank
0: you. Yeah. Thank you for that. So this guy is a who knows how he ended up here. One thing that I think is interesting is so. He's a guy who looks like he's been at sea for a very long time. He's sunburned and a wreck and he's floating up and down on some sort of uh, homemade raft. For some reason, he's looking into a mirror that he has. And I think it's interesting that the mirror is clearly a broken off side view mirror from a car. Yeah. So it does sort of make you wonder, is this something that just like kind of washed ashore somewhere where he was? Or did his adventure that led him to be out in a raft in the middle of nowhere... Did it begin with a car accident? Yeah, it's so a weird
1: choice because it's very specific, right? Like it would have been easy to just have a broken shard of mirror or a right or something reflective, like a you know, a, like a shiny piece of metal or something.
0: Now it's worth noting here that this fellow wears glasses, and so he's looking in the side view mirror that's broken off. He's holding it up to his face, and and I think he's bemoaning the fact that he needs new glasses or something along the lines of that. And then out of nowhere comes a woman on a ski do we call them ski doos <laughs> I mean, what do you call think it? usually jet a jet ski. ski a jet ski i think i changed my mind about these glasses
1: yeah it happens that's why vision gives you a hundred days to change your mind it's simple anything else i can help you with
0: like what Vision works. And that's See? where it ends. So she hands him a new pair of glasses because he changed his mind about them. Um, but it doesn't occur to him to have her tow him back to shore.
1: Right. Because he just the wants new glasses. It's very much the same joke as that. Um, we talked about another stranded on a, on a raft recently um, where two, two people paddle up on a paddle boat. Yeah. And I forget what it was right. for. But it was like the same joke where they're like, you know, where he was like, just wanted. Oh, I think it was for Mio that water fla- that flavored oh, water yes, stuff. Yes,
0: that's right. He and only, all he
1: wants is flavored water because
0: he's stuck somewhere. You would think he would just want all the clean water, water he could get, but he was so bored with clean water he needed to flavor <laughs> it up. Right. I will note this is an important thing in glasses commercials. The first pair of glasses that the guy wears really are not fitting for his face. I think um, they're sort of they're very
1: old fashioned. They're wire rimmed glasses with like a weird. Thing on the on the like Bridge the ear or on the, oh okay like on the, the ear. ear thing there's like a ball on the end that holds it on the oh ear. I
0: didn't notice that they're like very big John Lennon glasses if John Lennon glasses were like five times bigger they're like that yeah very thin framed um she swaps them out with something else I don't know if we see him on his face but I will say this this is the important part her glasses are awesome. Yeah. That's what I, because I've seen this commercial kind of in the background a lot, and I always think those are the right glasses for her face, which is exactly what you want in a glasses commercial. Indeed. You know my theory on glasses, right?
1: Well, you think everybody looks better with glasses.
0: I was going to say they make you see better.
1: <laughs> That's
0: my theory. Um, I feel like everybody looks better in glasses if they have the right the glasses. The right glasses, exactly. sure. Not everybody That's looks, like looks better
1: in every pair of glasses. Exactly. I'm wearing new glasses today.
0: Yeah, I like them. I'm getting, they look a lot like your old ones. They
1: are basically like my old ones, but they're probably like a third of the weight, which is amazing to me because I did start to get headaches. I would get tension headaches
0: uh, yeah. from wearing those old ones. Because you've only been wearing glasses a few years now. Yeah,
1: I'm just really still, even now I'm still sort of adjusting to them even though I literally, cannot read without them. Mm -hmm. So I have to wear them, but they still feel like they don't feel like a part of me. So I like the fact that these are super light. But they feel like a toy almost. You know how like if you go to like a Chuck E. Cheese or whatever and you win a bunch of you know, you win a bunch of tickets playing skee ball and then you go to the toy uh redemption center and they sell you like a pair of like jokey plastic glasses. That's what these feel like when you hold them in your hand.
0: You have a new pair of glasses on. Yep. You just got your hair did.
1: I just got my hair did. That's right.
0: It raises a question for me. Okay. Are you getting ready to leave me? No. Are you Are you it dolling was, up? Are was, you dolling up so you can step co- out? It was
1: just a coincidence. It was
0: a big day, though new glass because the glasses came today too glasses
1: came today hair hair got did today
0: okay this next one i i like a lot i think there's a pretty interesting twist on this one um and it's also a commercial that's still in rotation it's like a 2022 commercial for the toyota Highlander um, and we see a guy driving around in his Highlander he's just like some he's kind of a, I don't know generic looking young white guy I guess sort of I don't know how you would describe him Genevieve yeah maybe 20s very very early 30s driving around talking about how much he loves his car my 2022 Highlander it's got a sleek exterior and the interior it's like my own spacious oasis Yeah, my Highlander.
1: That's what I miss the most.
0: So (laughs) this whole time, we've just seen him, you know, luxuriating around in his car. And then suddenly we cut to... Same guy, but now he's clearly on a deserted island somewhere. His hair is super long. His beard is super long. Yeah, he's
1: clearly been cast away for a while here. And he's
0: holding in front of him some sort of homemade steering wheel that he bought. And he's just been fantasizing about Like a Gilligan's Island
1: steering wheel. Yes,
0: and he's just sitting on the beach um, fantasizing about the Highlander that he left behind and how much he misses it. So, And it's a fun little... kind of a juxtaposition, so it takes the shot of him, like, kind of... That,
1: that car does look luxurious. It does,
0: yeah, yeah. And so it takes the shot of him, like, kind of through the windshield, him happy behind the steering wheel of his car, then all of a sudden it it, it, sh- it jumps to him on the desert island. The thing is, though, he's not talking to himself here. He's stuck with somebody else out at sea. That's what I miss the most. What, what about you? Food! Jerry, I miss food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, have you ever been in a Highlander? The 2022 Toyota Highlander. So again, it's this the trope of people, you know, just
1: prioritizing their earthly goods exactly. over their, their survival needs. The guy who's like the foo- the guy who's like, we we need food, not food, Jerry. Yeah, he is his beard and must, his beard and hair combo, and coupled with the fact he's got like a some kind of head wrap wrapped around him, mm-hmm. he it looks like he stepped out of. Uh, Monty Python.
0: Yes, he does. He actually does and look a little bit like Eric Idle.
1: Eric Idle, and you're um, right. He looks like the one. The life. Of, he looks like he's from the Life of Brian.
0: One of the things that gets you in these commercials too: the more realistic the makeup is. Is the sunburn on people like if you want to make it goofy, just give him long hair and a beard. But the ones that are really intense and this guy's got a bit of it, like he really looks like he's been in the sun for a long time. He's yeah. almost got these white bags under his eyes, like maybe he's got glasses or something that he usually wears. I don't know. Um, but that that's what always gets me like the oh, my God, you've really been out there for a long time. <laughs> so anyway, those are two that are running right now. And we still have all of history to go through on today's show. All of history. So that's why this is going to be a (laughs) 14-hour show. This next one is my favorite of the bunch, Genevieve. It fits the theme, but it doesn't take place on a deserted island. It takes place after somebody has gotten off of a deserted island. And you might remember this. I didn't think I'd seen this before, but then when we got to the end, I'm like, I might have seen this in the wild way back in the day. This says it's from about... 2003.
1: It's interesting that this is for FedEx because FedEx did feature prominently in Castaway.
0: I don't know if I've ever seen Castaway all the way through.
1: Well, it's about a FedEx employee who was Castaway. Oh, right. He was a FedEx employee. And it's specifically FedEx. It's like... It's, okay, yeah. It, it's not like Fake X or whatever. And, <laughs> and like uh, the, the, the FedEx packages play an outsized role in his... Um, Survival journey I see
0: I assume that the the Volleyball was something That was I don't want to shipped. spoil it But Well I don't mind yes. Spoiling it Because I gotta say I don't think I've seen That whole thing But I've I do think I've seen The entire end of it Which again I mean Can you even spoil A movie that old Like I remember um, He's really disgusted At the end Instead of being A very joyful Homecoming He They They, tr- they celebrate His His um, Saving right They celebrate the fact That he's been saved With like some sort of Very uh, expansive. Um, what's the word I'm looking Buffet. for? Buffet. Yeah. I
1: think you're taking. I think you saw one scene from that movie, and like some, like a student who failed to read the book and read one scene, and then tried mm-hmm. to write the book report based on that one scene. You I have feel not,
0: like you're talking down to me. A you little have bit not here.
1: necessarily uh, extracted the main theme. Yes, there is a scene in the movie where he is struck by the the incredible like overflow and, and like at, like the amount of food that goes to waste. But it's not like he comes home from being a castaway and then like goes on a food waste crusade, like anti-food waste crusade. It's just like it's one, mm. it's one moment in his like recovery where he's like, where you see how much it, how like impactful it is for him that uh, to see all this food go to waste when he like had to scrap so hard to just have enough calories to live. The main thing is that his fiance left him and is married to some other dude now. Oh. That's, I think, more important to him than the waste of the buffet.
0: I didn't remember that part as much as so I'm more into food than love, honestly. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Those cronuts? Um, all right. So um, in this commercial, we have a guy and he's walking through the streets of some suburb somewhere. And his hair is all long. He's got the long beard. And clearly he's been, you know, somewhere lost at sea on an island somewhere for a long time. And then he rings the doorbell, or maybe he knocks, we'll find out together, on one of the home's doors. He's carrying a package, by the way. It says FedEx. Oh,
1: this is literally the end of Castaway.
0: Oh, is this? do you think this is a parody of the end of Castaway? It absolutely is. Oh, I didn't realize this. Now, the question is... Yeah, this was a real commercial. I swear, I saw this on um, TV. When did a- Castaway TV. come out? I'm not sure. You look that up. This is somebody has labeled this as being from BBDO New York about 2003. Yeah. So-, so,
1: I mean, obviously, when when Tom Hanks delivers the package at the end of Castaway, he's not still like he's not so long haired and freaking But he does deliver a package. But at the, the end. but the end, like the the final end, is that he's had this one package that he didn't open throughout his whole ordeal that he said he was going to deliver to its like it was sort of like a a symbol of his his commitment to getting back home.
0: I still like this commercial but I didn't realize it was a direct parody of something Uh so I like it a little bit less now but okay watch this so he's got this package he needs to deliver he finds the right address walks up to the house hi hi I was marooned on an island for five years with this package. And I swore that I would deliver it to you because I work for FedEx. That's very admirable. Thank you. Hey, by the way, what's in the package? Nothing really. Just a satellite (laughs) phone, GPS locator, fishing rod, water purifier, and some seeds. Just silly stuff. (laughs) Thank you again. I you think, keep up the good work. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I have wonder, seen is that one before. That is a, a real commercial, right? A, a, I
1: think so. I, okay. I, I, definitely I mean, they seen, have an agency attached. I've to it. I've definitely seen that joke before, uh, and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's where I've seen it. Um, yeah, I mean, it is. It is a funny, you know, idea, right? That like, what if the, th- what if something that you really did need or could have used to survive. Um, he like opens all kinds of shit on the island. He opens like an ice skate and a volleyball and like all of it's just like he eventually finds uses for most of it. An but ice
0: skate could be like a knife.
1: It, an, an ice skate could be like a knife. Good job, oh, Andrew. Oh, I didn't see that part, but yeah, I knew but that. Yeah, but you figured see? it right out.
0: I I do fine out there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> what a... Uh, In the like now, this is just going to become like throughout the show. You're just going to tell me more and more about about Castaway. Then why did he not open up this one package? What was it about that one that he? It had these
1: angel wings drawn. I can't believe, by the way, this is the real the the real story of this episode. Is oh my god, I remember Castaway so well.
0: (laughs) Do you know? I mean, I've
1: only seen it one and a half times.
0: You guys, this is a true story. I'd been before we started this podcast in twenty fifteen, I'd been begging Genevieve to do a podcast with me for a long time leading up to that. You didn't have an interest in it. But the closest I got you was a different idea, not for commercials, but you, I just randomly ask you the plot of a movie that you've seen before. You don't watch the movie as preparation. Right. I just sort of spring it on you. You confirm and you that I have tell seen me it. because you have yeah. an ability of watching a movie on cable once in 2003, yes. and then recalling it all back to me, and so much of our relationship. And
1: I do get some things wrong,
0: especially at that point. Was you just like kind of entertaining, Genevieve? Will you tell me the story of Castaway, yeah. Genevieve? Tell me the story of Con Air, right. Genevieve? Tell me the story of whatever. So I don't
1: have to tell you the story of Con Air. I can perform it for you,
0: <laughs> line
1: for line. That one I know backwards and forwards.
0: But yeah, Castaway. Skip the, the Castaway is a good
1: example of one where. I I have seen it at least once all the way through and I probably caught caught it on, you know, parts of it on cable here and there over the years once or twice. But it's not some favorite movie of mine. But I will say, it's I like it because you know how I like figure amounts? Yeah. It qualifies as a figure amount, which so many Tom Hanks movies do. And so in that respect, I, I think I just pay attention to those kind of movies. Like, they really... The, the ins and outs of them stick with me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, to answer your question...
0: <laughs> Why wouldn't he open up every <laughs> Why package? Why wouldn't he open up
1: every package? Well, it is sort of... I mean, it's not so... I mean, he is a really dedicated FedEx employee, and I think that's part of it, but it's also it's this one package that is very much the shape of the package that the mm-hmm. guy has in the parody commercial. Is It has like these angel wings drawn on it for reasons, and I think... And I think we're meant to believe that, like, and I don't know if it's ever explicitly stated in the movie, that he sort of feels like there's something kind of spiritual about this one package. And if he can, if he can hold on to it and not open it, it gives him a, a kind of symbolic reason to get back to civilization. And in fact, he does get back to civilization and he does deliver it. And... You're going to be so thrilled to know this, but the lady that he delivers it to is a smoking hot dime piece, and it's implied that they're going to get together.
0: Oh, uh, is it Joan Cusack?
1: It's Joan Cusack. <laughs> when I say smoking hot dime piece, I know we all have one name that comes to mind immediately, and it is Joan Cusack. Or Janine
0: Garofalo, right. either one. Um, Okay. Let's get the show back on track here. Um,
1: I think that this is sometimes the best way for
0: the show to go. <laughs> Stop having fun. We're (laughs) We're here to talk about commercials. (laughs) There are a whole bunch of Bud Light ads that play around with this trope. Because, like, again... It's a, it can be a very lighthearted trope, very, like, cartoonish, right? And Bud Light plays around with that. Plus, I feel like some of these Bud Light commercials, I'm going to play two of them for you here. You can also, when you have the idea of a beach party, you can also introduce that casual sexism sure. of just, like, bikini babes or whatever. Well, you
1: can really introduce it anywhere, but beach parties are a great place to do beach it. Beach
0: parties with Bud Light is yeah. a great place to do it. I always think of that Great Simpsons joke when there's a... Uh, advertisement for duff beer and you see a bunch of women who are like picketing something for women's rights or scientists and then somebody comes and sprays them down in duff beer (laughs) and they all like shed their lab coats and they're all just like wearing bikinis and they start partying like that to me is like the epitome of, of a Bud Light commercial especially from this era that we're going back to this one is not like that though this one is another I think very clever take on this the Audio on these are kind of rough, these next two. I think this next one cuts off in a weird place at the very end. But this one doesn't begin on the deserted island, okay? This one begins um, on a beach somewhere where you see a youngish couple. And one, it looks like there may, maybe is a party going on in the background. Maybe it was a beach party but it's nice time and it, you know like they have nice globe lanterns out there or whatever and this guy is putting little pieces of paper into his empty bud light bottles and then throwing them out to sea
1: what you doing brian
0: uh, i'm just putting my name and address in these bottles and sending them out to sea hopefully someone will find them and contact me someday
1: wow yeah wow
0: now we cut to a deserted <laughs> island and a very scraggly looking man who is um receiving these bottles. What were you gonna say? You you I just you- wanted
1: to let you know that the phrase desert island
0: mm-hmm.
1: is actually uh desert is actually an archaic form of deserted. It doesn't uh, okay. mean that the island is dry. It means that the island is uninhabited. So I think it is like it's like desert is just a like a a, a quaint form of deserted so it is proper to say desert island
0: okay fifth we're 15 seconds into a plot point of a 30-second commercial um let's start this over what you doing brian oh, i'm just putting my name and address in these bottles and sending them out to sea hopefully someone will find them and contact me someday
1: wow yeah wow
0: <laughs> Okay now this guy who's trapped on this deserted island is getting these bottles and trying to drink them but there's nothing in them but these slips (laughs) of paper and he's very frustrated. Why? Why do you torture me, Brian Henderson of 12 Maple Lane? For so the great taste that makes you up and never lets you down. Make it a Bud Light. Brian! And then at the very end, the guy, well, good news, he did get off the island. He got off the island. And he rings the um, person's doorbell and then punches him right in the face for trolling him while he was on that island the whole time. <laughs> Pretty good, right? I like that, yeah. I like to take it off the island a little bit. We have two in a row where the person gets off the island and then uh, finds the person at home. Um, okay. Okay, here's another Bud Light one. I thought this was interesting because even me, who is so stupid about the uh, plot and details... (laughs) of Castaway I didn't re- recognize that as being a Castaway parody commercial before this I realize is very much a parody of the TV show Lost you yes. see a whole bunch of people out on a beach somewhere clearly they're plane wrecked. clearly you have all these I watched the first few seasons of Lost don't tell me how it ends I heard it's great um, <laughs> but you see all of the kind of um, stereotypes or, or, or I guess the what's the, the um,
1: archetypes
0: yeah, I just going to say, like you, you see all these different actors in this commercial who represent oh, I certain see. characters in the, ex- uh, in the TV show Lost. They're explicitly
1: meant to evoke specific characters.
0: Yeah, what was the name of the main character? Lily something? that. that Evangeline well, Lily is the Evangeline actor. Lily, okay. You, like This begins with... But kind Kate of, is her name in the show. Okay, a Kate-like character uh, has found a radio somewhere on the beach and is excited to share this news with the rest of the castaways. Listen up! I found the plane's radio equipment.
1: Boy, well, she really is a to light. Like. I think
0: we can get off this island. Everyone, listen up! I found the plane's beverage cart, and it's full of Bud Light! <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Everybody mobs them. They all grab the Bud Light. They're partying around.
1: <laughs> We're gonna be okay!
0: Let's
1: they're using the the emergency the sure slide as a as a fun slide, as a water slide. They're sitting in one of the engines as a hot tub.
0: Yeah. Then at the, oh, I think at the end here, here maybe this Kate, is
1: Kate's pretty bummed. Yeah.
0: Maybe this is the one that cuts off at the end. Uh, she's getting the radio to work. your sure sign of good times. It's just right taste of Bud Light. Here we go. Shh. Guys. Rescue. Oh yeah, you can hear somebody saying "Rescue One, Rescue One," and then somebody reaches over and changes the channel to some party, uh, some party music. Um, it reminds me
1: what a grind cake could be. <laughs> you're with the, I mean I'm, you. I'm with the Bud Light party. That Bud years. Light,
0: I'd go through that Bud Light myself and, <laughs> one night. Think and about then, how where warm it would
1: be sitting in oh, a sitting gross. on a hot sandy beach for oh, a few God, hours. Oh God, you're mm, right. Warm Bud Light and
0: shaken up.
1: Sign me up.
0: Okay, th- th- some of these remind me of the famous. Um, a uh, far side cartoon. I don't know if it's famous or not. I think every cartoon by Larson is famous. But um, this is one. It's a quickie. It's 15 seconds long. And you see some guy you, you see how he ended up on this island because he's sitting in the wreckage of his boat that is washed ashore here. He's turned it now into sort of a lean to shelter. And he's on the beach with his dog. And he has spelled the word help in the sand with a bunch of sticks. Just as a rescue plane or helicopter is going overhead, is flying overhead, the dog runs and grabs one of the sticks. So instead of saying help, it looks like he just misspelled the word hello. (laughs) And I will say, and so, of course, this is uh, this harkens back to that Far Side cartoon where Somebody wrote "help" in the sand, but a stick is missing, so it says health And you should see the <laughs> caption of the of the pilot saying "helf." I don't know what that means. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that one is
1: a good. That's a good far
0: sight. This one, the dog takes uh, one of the letters or one of the sticks away, so it looks like "hello" spelled weirdly. What I love is we do get a quick glimpse of the pilots above, and he says, "Oh, hello." Take a listen to this. <laughs>
1: Dogs don't know what's good for them. Like not being able to leave a good stick
0: alone. Hello! (laughs) Greenies, something better for your dog. So the goofy cat is just like, hello, and waving down to the guy. Uh, Meanwhile, we kind of cut this part out. It's uh, a commercial for Greenies, the dog treats that they chew on. It's good for their teeth, supposedly. I
1: love the diversity of the... um, Of the products that use this trope, right? Right?
0: That's what I felt like. It was like it wasn't just the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, Although I feel like there was another one in here that was very similar to that. I'm not exactly sure which one. So I'll just keep going uh, right down the list here. This is for Progressive, a flow commercial. Do you remember flow on a, a deserted island?
1: I don't, but I mean, how many flow commercials have there been?
0: Okay, so... We see her, she's out somewhere, you know, trapped somewhere. She's actually crawling up onto the beach. Who knows how she found herself in this situation? But then she starts having to deal with like survival stuff. She's trying to crack open coconut. She's trying to start a fire, but she's doing all of this stuff using her uh her little price tool. What is it? The the price gun? The, the name the, your price tool? The name your price tool. I should have had that ready to go. <laughs> She's caught a fish, and she's holding it up and screaming. (laughs) She's bonking coconuts with the Name Your Price tool. Now she's about to start a fire by, like, kind of, like, instead of using flint and steel, using, like, her Name Your Price tool on a rock. But it works. Whoa, whoa. And one. now we realize that this whole thing was just a fantasy. She's in the lunchroom at Progressive with the usual uh, cast of characters. And Jamie's saying, wait a second, your one thing you're taking on the island is the name, your price tool. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Your one item would be the name, your price tool. It helps people save on car insurance. Why wouldn't it save me? Why? What would you bring? A boat? Huh. <laughs> Interestingly, J- Jamie's the voice of reason. That in is that a one. rare occurrence. Isn't that – you you're waiting for something else, right? You're waiting for Jamie to be a doofus, but he's like a boat.
1: Yeah. Although I do think that – and maybe he's being a doofus in the sense that it's like when someone says, what would your one wish be, and you say a million wishes. Right, It's like yeah. that's not the point of the exercise.
0: Right, right. I was thinking, was there another – no, no. The punchline for the earlier one was food, yeah. not a boat. Right, yeah, so –
1: there is a great Jamie commercial happening right now. I don't even think Flo is in it, where Jamie is training other agents to, oh yeah, uh, like it's like combat. It's sort of like you know, it's kind
0: of like Karate Kid, Karate sort Kid. Of. When
1: you can, you know, you know, it's it's like any training montage where you have to like overcome your your you know limitations to be to be excellent or whatever but the writing in it is so funny
0: and I I think of Karate Kid because at one point they're all just vacuuming out his minivan and of course Jamie drives (laughs) a minivan right and they're like are we just cleaning your car now um this next commercial is for Kotex pads U pads the letter U um but you don't know that if this just comes on in the wild I believe hmm I'm really bad at accents. Okay. And I listened to this earlier today. I want to say Australian, maybe British.
1: So somewhere in the Commonwealth. We've narrowed it down.
0: Yes. Maybe Canadian.
1: Right. Could be New Zealand.
0: Maybe New Zealand or Australia. Could be South Africa. I already said Australian. Okay. Um, Anyway, so these two people, we see... um, a young attractive couple, right? And they're sitting under a tree in a park somewhere. They're just having one of those kind of conversations where they're just sort of daydreaming and he clearly has asked her like what would you um what would you take if you can only take a certain number of items onto a deserted island, right? Yep. Um and she's listing what those items would be, but there's a little confusion at the end when she says you because you is the product here, not you as right, in Y-O- you. So I'm kind of spoiling this here, but it's only 30 seconds long. Okay, stranded on a desert island and... Okay, definitely Australian or New Zealand, right? Definitely Australian or New Zealand, yeah. Okay, Okay. stranded on a desert island and you can only take the essentials.
1: Right. My music, a tent, a few clothes,
0: plenty of fluids. And I'd need you for protection. You ultra thins with Micromax. Digital. And of course, the guy gets a very like kind satisfied look on his face, like "Oh, she needs me for protection," but that's not what she means at all. Um, it's worth
1: noting that when she says all those things like a tent and fluids, mm-hmm. it's actually she's envisioning like a very luxurious uh, yes. sort of uh, party scene here, like. You know, it's like a resort pops up around her.
0: Yeah, and also, like she first of all, music is never essential. But, of course, she has music, so she has this beautiful tent outside of a resort. She's got all these fancy clothes. People are serving her very fancy cocktail drinks. Um, But then, Genevieve...
1: Yeah, I was going to say, we're not going to skip over this part, right? Because I have some pearls to clutch.
0: Yeah, you better start clutching your pearls. There's a little animal also involved here that's not commented upon. But there's a little animal, both in the party scene and then later, later, back in real life, as she's talking to this guy holding the pads, and it is indeed a beaver. It's a beaver. It's a beaver. Do you think that in Australia, this seems like a very Australian thing, that they would just have a beaver selling feminine products, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, we we see this all the time with Australian and and I think Kiwi products or, or PSAs and stuff, just like, it's a much more freewheeling uh, culture. Although I've been shocked by some American products, too. The one yeah. where the where the cat gets shaved in mm-hmm. the razor commercial. I'm still clutching my
0: pearls. In fact, I want to hear if this beaver has a little line at the end or anything. Ultra Thins with Micromax technology. Micro Thin Max Protection. You for the ultimate care down there. No, it's just it's like. It just looks just, at her in a
1: creepy way. Just
0: like, like your beaver is looking at you. <laughs> it's a weird weird sell there. I think, but at least that one connects it to the product in a certain way. It's jokey, but it uses that for... This next one, I don't get at all. And I don't want, you know, I didn't want this list to be all like bros, you know, with long beards stuck on desert islands or whatever, deserted islands. Sorry, everybody.
1: No, I already said we can do, know. use desert.
0: Um, But I'm trying to stick to my own rules. This one... Is female focused? there are two women they wash up ashore somewhere they're stylish they're kind of a uh, kind of hip looking stylish women um, and one of them is like kind of talking about the stuff that she was able to salvage in whatever accident that brought them here and the other one only has one product that she has the other one I just said the other one just has one product that she has you talk funny when you're just trying to get to the tape sometimes <laughs> sorry what do you have? I have matches, a bottle of water, and a machete. I have Batiste dry shampoo. It absorbs oil and refreshes so I could go days without washing. We're gonna die. Okay, then it says four days later and we see like the machete woman kind of come out of the come out of the forest or the jungle, um, kind of looking, you know, a little bit rough. I mean not as rough as you really would, but she's a little scraped up, all banged up, her hair's a mess.
1: Your hair looks great. Want some? Batiste, for fresh hair between washes.
0: So she uses the product, and then they're, like, luxuriating in their clean hair, and they're both smelling their hair and everything. But, like, I feel like there's no closure to the commercial. It doesn't tie to the storyline. What, now they're just going to chill and be happy on the island with their clean-smelling hair?
1: I guess so. They seem to... The The woman who had the Batiste in the first place seems to have... Figured out a way to have beach chairs.
0: That's true. I will
1: say, Batiste is the only dry shampoo I'll use. Is that
0: the stuff that you use? Yes, it's the
1: best dry shampoo.
0: Yeah, You know, I mean, it might just be that I was looking for more because all these other ones had kind of clever twists to it, and this one just sort of ended with it just sitting there. But I guess the selling point is sometimes you find yourself in extreme situations, and this is the best way to wash your hair in those situations. Well,
1: and I'm amazed, too, how many commercials uh, using this trope The joke is in favor rather than have some kind of life saving um, materials or or resources, somebody opts for a consumer product. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, that seems to be a joke that a lot that's a well that a lot of advertisers have gone to.
0: Yes. In fact, this next one has a twist, but I'll spoil it for you. This next one plays directly into that. It begins, though, not on a deserted island. It begins on a busy New York sidewalk, and we see the red M&M. You know, the M&M personified with its little hands and feet.
1: Philip J. Red M&M.
0: Philip J. Red M&M walking down the street, talking on the phone to somebody just about uh, I think it may be his girlfriend or something along those lines. Dude, I texted her like three days ago, and now I'm all like, should I call her? I-? And then, out of the blue, the red Eminem just disappears from the streets of New York. He literally goes poof. He goes poof. His phone clacks to the ground, and then we see why. Because suddenly, he appears on this deserted island somewhere. He falls to the sand, and who's standing there already but a man and a genie and in the background a sports car and a team of bikini wearers
1: <laughs> people who wear bikinis
0: ones who wear bikinis <laughs> hot babes in bikinis oh I see they're hot babes they're hot just babes in bikinis. In, in bikinis so anyway so the Eminem the just suddenly drops to the sand in this scenario Your final wish, husband. Been- you know what? You know what? I'm wrong. They're not bikini babes. They're cheerleaders. Oh, excuse me. Huge difference. So in the background, so we see a guy. He's got a genie with him. But clearly- they're like
1: the they're like the cheerleaders that wear the go-go boots and like yeah. the, the and the hot pants. It's not like it's not your 50s cheerleader
0: no there are no male cheerleaders back there and so clearly what's happening here is this guy had three wishes He wish- he's on a deserted island right but what does he wish for because he's a dumb guy he wishes for a hot rod a cheerleading squad and some M&M's your final wish has been granted thanks genie. wait 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 where's the peanut one There comes
1: oh, hey, JK yellow one
0: M&Ms can't resist them Hey, Ack, uh, Gelligan, couldn't have wished for a boat, huh? And then at the end he just looks back at the things he did wish for, maybe with regret, maybe not. It's Hard unclear. to say.
1: I mean this may be the life he always wanted.
0: But that does A bunch
1: of enslaved cheerleaders, right? a car on a place that has no roads and two anthropomorphic talking M&Ms.
0: Yeah, is he going to eat them?
1: This is what we always come back I know, to. I know, I
0: know. I didn't this even I didn't even want to raise it. Does
1: all roads lead to this question.
0: Make M&Ms sexy again, give them their go-go boots. Give them their go-go Wait. boots, yeah. Um I just can't.
1: I know I, can't, I can't give can't, it up for an M&M that doesn't wear go-go.
0: Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> These next two now were really like I, w- I was proud, to, not proud, but I was happy to find so many that had various twists on the premise. These next two really just kind of double and triple down on um, the, the ma- just the main trope of this. Right. This next one is for, I think it was an actual Super Bowl commercial a couple of years ago for something called H-E-B, which is like a grocery delivery service. And of course, you have a castaway out on an island somewhere. He's despairing. He looks really, really, really rough. But then a lost cooler filled with products from H-E-B washes up on the shore. And then suddenly it's party time for him. It says day 14 He's written, send help in the sand. He's trying to catch fish, but he's scared of the sharks.
1: Banging on a coconut.
0: Day 154, it says now. He has lost all hope, but here comes the cooler. Washing ashore, he opens it up. There's a bag of Doritos in there. There's all kinds of food. Ooh, it's a lot
1: of good foods.
0: He's freaking out. Now he's having a party, eating chips. He's playing uh, cornhole he's playing himself he's got like
1: it's like you playing darts I was
0: waiting for you to say that I was gonna mention that like I play a lot of darts by myself to practice but I set it up like on the board like it's two different teams or people it's Andrew versus Andrew it's Andrew and so he's playing uh, one side is me and the other side is myself but uh, because of this now like he's uh, instead of like writing help in the sand with palms he's made a welcome mat that says howdy he's just just, like like a
1: pictogram like like a petroglyph of some kind of armadillo on a stone wall he's just
0: having a great Time. He's having
1: a great time.
0: Who wants the next time, Craig, a party? So now he's turned a couple of oars into his friends. He's
1: very chill. And he sees a okay, plane. Okay, now
0: a plane is uh, flying overhead. And again, I assume it still says help in the sand. No matter where you go you have H-E-B, it just <laughs> it like home. So at the H-E-B. very end, he changes the, the um, sign on the sand instead of saying send help. It says send H-E-B.
1: I like that one. It's all right. Yeah. For some reason, like of all the ones where the joke is that like someone chooses to live on the island because they are short-sighted or they they decline to be rescued, that's the one I like the most.
0: Well, actually, you know what? This next one, there's a reason I'm playing these last two together, by the way, that I'm going to reveal. in a moment reveal but this next one i was maybe a little bit too dismissive because this is a different joke that i don't think we've seen before although it's kind of right there for the taking but we see a man and he's despondent on a beach somewhere same scenario as everything else the one little dazzling detail is we see that he was in a hot air balloon that apparently has crashed down which to me raises the question like First of all, why would anybody ever go in a hot air balloon anyway? But should anybody going in a hot should anybody go into a hot air balloon by themselves? Shouldn't you always have somebody with you?
1: <gasps> I think people do it by themselves. Unless the other person didn't make
0: it. Well,
1: right. Oh, they, are there some like are there, there some like gnawed on human bones in the in the background?
0: Oh, that's really that's rougher do, than what I was. I think saying.
1: people do the the hot air ballooning by themselves. What you do need for sure is a partner who's gonna like, cause you spot you sp- like spot you and pick you up because you can't. It's not like you just go up and then go down. You like land some random place.
0: Yeah. Well, this guy, his balloon has crashed. He's survived. I don't know if there were anybody else in this party. Uh, he's sitting on the beach and he's gonna get rescued. He's counting off the number of days with a rock on a cave. It looks like he's been there for weeks and weeks. Terrible weather comes. He's doing pull-ups.
1: He's going to get jacked at least. Yeah, he is. Now he's made a a homemade raft.
0: Doesn't work, sinks. Now he's been there for months and months.
1: He's made a net. No, No luck fishing with it.
0: He's going through his wallet, and he sees a, a photo of his wife and son, presumably. And then underneath that photo is his Blue Cross Blue Shield card. And it's still laminated, and it's kind of shiny. And it shines on his face, and he realizes, wait, I can work with this. This could work. Cut to the next day. It's very sunny outside. He holds the Blue Cross Blue Shield Card up in the sunlight, using it like a mirror to beacon a helicopter. We're taking you home now, sir. Are you with search and rescue? No, I'm with the resort. So he turns around and he realizes there was a resort on the other side of the island the whole time. It's maybe even where he lifted off from. And then he realizes in the back, in the back of the helicopter, is I believe a dad and his son who are just like tourists. How you doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's pretty good, That's right? That's a good line read. Yeah, you know, What? what? Uh, those are better than I gave them credit for in the lead up here. What I wanted to point out is. Both of those are produced by the same production company, LCA Productions in Costa Rica. And their website was down. I couldn't get to their website, but I was on their Instagram and some other things. And it looks like. They do a lot of tourism type of stuff. But of course, if you are making you commercials to Costa Rica, in Costa Rica, yes. make the commercials in Costa Rica.
1: Absolutely.
0: So of all of those scenarios, Genevieve, which one would you take? You got the vision works. Got, you don't want to be on the raft I have with to the be, glasses. I have
1: to be on the island. I'm not like somebody who like, I can't pick one or I know I get rescued. You can't
0: be the guy who shows up with the package castaway right. style.
1: I have to pick like the, somebody yeah. who's on the island. I pick, um, well, well, the you by Kotex feels like the easy right. Oh you know, sure, yeah. She, of she really, crea- she really, her mind, her mind palace creates a very fancy yeah. resort. But if you have to pick, if I have to pick one, that's more like, you know, kind of bare bones. I like the one um, for the H E B. That looked like a yeah. He had a pretty good he, setup. Yeah,
0: but when that stuff runs out, though, that's the thing. Well, you know. yeah.
1: But hopefully by that time, you know, one of the things that does happen in Lost is they find, like, a big cache of food, um, and they kind of argue about what to do with it. This must be
0: really early on, it's fairly right?
1: early. It's, like, after they find the hatch. Um, and they find all this food, and they kind of, like, dither about whether to, like, ration it, and then they just decide to, like, enjoy it. And at that, I guess by that point, they've sort of learned how to survive more like, yeah. efficiently. Right,
0: right, right.
1: So I like that H-E-B one.
0: Yeah, I would take that. I, I, no, I'd take the one with the cheerleaders, bro. Yeah, oh, that seems good. And the talking
1: M&Ms. That seems oh, fun. Oh, God,
0: that would be hell on earth. <laughs> living, living. living on video. Living Living on, video. Living. Living on video. All right, let's check out what I have been uploading to the YouTube page recently. By the way, Genevieve, you found a little hack. I was having trouble explaining to people how to find our After These Messages YouTube channel, but you said that you found it easily by typing in just like YouTube After These Messages podcast, right? Yeah,
1: and it it was one of the first ones that came up. In okay, the, great. In the list.
0: So that's a good way of doing that. I uploaded this one the other day. I'm still um, talking about a bunch of commercials from 1995, October of 1995, uh, here in the Seattle market that I uploaded. I think most of them that I've talked about so far have been national commercials, but the one I want to play for you today, Genevieve, is a local commercial, and I like this because you and I, you know, obviously we're not native Seattleites. We've um, lived here for quite some time though, and it's I always think it's fun to enjoy sort of I'm trying to think if this is an insulting thing to say I feel like you and I when we moved to the west coast from the east coast it seemed like there was a bit of a a parochial nature to Seattle and I know it's hard to say that without sounding obviously condescending I liked it though it seems like first of all growing up in Ohio all of my friends of my generation, we just moved away. Like we scattered, not everybody, but a bunch of us kind of scattered across the country, went to college, didn't yeah. come Ohio's back to the Ohio's number one
1: export is college graduates. I think
0: so, yeah. And then on the East Coast, you know, you have a lot of people who have come from the Midwest or the West to go to the Boston schools or whatever. And that was sort of our thing. Whereas when we came to Seattle, we met a bunch of people who grew up here Went to the U-Dub and often stayed here. Yeah. And a lot of our friends have done that, if not Seattle, like the Seattle area. And while I really like the fact that I got to move around a lot, and, you know, a lot of our friends also have moved and come back or whatever, I love hearing them talk about the old days in Seattle. Yeah, it's and like the when we have Phyllis all, on. Like, yeah, she, exactly. She has this
1: like this sort of deep uh regional knowledge and local knowledge that you yeah. can't you can't recreate that by moving here in your 30s
0: phyllis luke camaro kev i yeah, love andy. hearing andy i love hearing them all bro down right whether yeah. it's about memories of seattle sports or the schools they went to or what have you so um and i just love this city so much and so finding this you know these tapes from you know local broadcast in the 90s even though i wasn't here it just is special to me this next one i'm gonna play for you though is way fucked up (laughs) it's for something called washington mutual bank washington mutual that wamu is called now right yeah isn't that what they go by but that's in 95 they're still going by washington mutual and we see a guy and he's in his kitchen and he's like, um, he's kind of like lumberjack Seattle, right? This is like he—he's an older guy who's got suspenders on and he's, uh, you know, balding significantly, standing in his his modest kitchen. Uh, but he seems he's like a Brian
1: Doyle Murray quality,
0: very much a Brian Doyle Murray if he played a logger, yeah, in like some C- in in like some Seattle-based show, right, or Washington State-based show, I should say, maybe not Seattle. Um, he's talking on the phone and you realize quickly that he's talking to like whatever the equivalent of the Inquirer is, a tabloid magazine Mm -hmm. and the more he talks all in one shot it sort of is revealed that he's got a Sasquatch (laughs) tied up in the kitchen chair behind him, like way (laughs) tied up too the Sasquatch is not facing the camera so you only see it from behind and you just hear this guy's side of the conversation
1: Hello National Insider You won't believe what I have here. Sasquatch. If you want to make all kinds of money, sell an astounding story to
0: the supermarket tabloids.
1: No, I will not hold.
0: But until then, take care of the money you have with free checking from Washington Mutual.
1: I might be willing to negotiate uh, an exclusive.
0: That's different. That's Washington Mutual. (laughs) Eat your banana. (laughs) That... Makes me really sad. It is upsetting. At the, end. the Eat yeah. Your Banana, like somehow, like it's obviously this is supposed to be funny, but and I don't know there's if I'm just a bleeding heart, but you see this animal that's really yeah. tied up back there. And then something about the eat your banana really makes me sad. It takes
1: it just over the line from like yeah. a funny gag to like something kind of like grotesque. Yeah, it really and, does, and, doesn't and it? And inhumane.
0: I know, I know. I'd like to see more from, it's very clear that that's part of a campaign, right? It almost has a Geico-esque. Yeah, like, right. We're like, we're we're gonna...
1: It's different or whatever.
0: Exactly, like we have this little format like, okay, you could do this to make money or save the money you have by using our checking plan.
1: Can I add this? One of the reasons I think that it plays as as more mean and cruel than they probably intended it to. The Sasquatch is tied up, as you say, very bound up and facing away from the camera. You never see
0: the face. You really
1: need to see the face and have it be a goofy face. Give it
0: some big eyes that kind of like look worried or look look, down at a banana like it doesn't want a banana. Yeah.
1: Like have it have its facial expression somehow take the edge off of the like grim the grimness of this story. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Sorry, Wamu, but you overshot a little bit.
0: I was on a tangent with Luke today on TBTL and I don't know why I'm recounting this to you now, but somehow we are spoofing about the idea of like, what if you were a mascot like in a in a maybe in a pep rally to gym somewhere or something, and you just turn your back to everything and just slowly walk to the corner and face the corner of the room. How upsetting would that be?
1: Well, you know, it was the Blair Witch Project that taught us all how upsetting (laughs) it is when somebody stands in a corner.
0: Do you you remember that trend of people would buy the like little like kind of dolls of kids that were kind of like, they were like toddler size and they would stand them up in the corner of the room.
1: I do not remember this. Wait, you don't remember
0: this? I swear it was like around the time that you and I were first dating and we would Go to like uh like a coworker's house who might have been older than us, and they were like these children that would they would stand in the corner of the room.
1: I have no memory of this.
0: Can I Google this quickly on the fly and maybe tighten it up and post if need be? Yeah,
1: because I that does not sound like a real trend to me, and it's definitely not something I remember. Who, which of your coworkers?
0: I feel like it was somebody at um, New so Hampshire. It was, unless Publ- it
1: was Doreen. Oh,
0: time out dolls. They oh were my called. God. Yeah, see? I remember this kid here with the backwards hat. They were these time-out dolls. You'd put them in the corner <sighs> like they were having a timeout. I don't and remember And they would just face this. away from you. How creepy. I'm, I'm on eBay now just that is scrolling through.
1: straight up. And
0: by the way, I didn't have to edit this. Like we found this immediately. They're called time out dolls.
1: Do not Google.
0: But at least, (laughs) at least, do not Google. Will you give me credit for remembering that it was an actual thing? It was just like one thing. I bet you, because I swear we were at somebody's house and we left, and we were just like, wow. So how about that? Oh, there's a kid who's a a Green Bay Packers fan Uh, who's who's not allowed to not allowed to turn around from the corner. Do they even
1: have faces?
0: I don't know. Or are they just simply you, like blank-faced
1: monsters?
0: All of them, just show them from behind. Genevieve, you know what we need to do? We need to buy all of these. We're I'm not buying at a timeout them, doll. And we just put them all over the house. I will all not. All over the house. I
1: will not. <laughs> and I would not. is talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes. My mind. Um, before we get to the um, the official listener feedback, I want to say thank you and issue a correction. Thank you, Kelly. Um, I. Uh, well, really, you said Todd Barry last week when we were talking about humorists, and, and when I mentioned a like Florida yeah, newspaper, I
0: was saying the difference between a, a humorist and a comedian. And then you said, yeah, a humorist is somebody who writes books in Florida. Or right. Something. So
1: like a newspaper column in yeah. Florida. It was not Todd Barry who you meant. It was Dave Barry. Dave Barry. And I should have known that, but I I jumped on um, right Todd Barry. So because
0: Todd Barry is a more modern comedian. Yeah, right? exactly. Yes. Or right, okay. or
1: a, a cartoonist, maybe. I don't remember. Anyway. Uh, thank you, Kelly. That was exactly what I meant to say, and I appreciate the correction.
0: What was the? Was it three or four weeks ago we did a show all about bathtubs? I know that I produced the show. Didn't we have a oh, funny no, right. name he, for Berry's it? Oh,
1: you're just a comedian, not a cartoonist.
0: Yeah. Um, what was the name? What did we end up naming? Oh, You Do the Bath was our show all about bathtubs. Yeah. Remember that? That was a funny show title. Congratulations <laughs> to you on that. Um, sorry, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling now because I wanted to get to that. Um, anyway in relation to that our pal bobby wrote in and said i'm a little late coming to this but did you do an entire episode on ads featuring bathtubs without mentioning those cialis commercials from the 90s never forget there was a time when By the way, uh, language alert coming up here. Uh, Never forget, there was a time when two outdoor bathtubs was code for we bangin' tonight, even if our cock blocker adult daughter (laughs) comes home early first. And I'll be honest with you, Bobby, I saw this commercial because I thought like, oh, we should do a, if we're doing a show about bathtubs, you got to think of those iconic two bathtubs out in the woods somewhere, right? Uh, Was it only Cialis that did it? For some reason, I thought it was a trope amongst all of these. It, It
1: became so iconic and associated with boner pills that I do think that it uh, people may misremember it as having been a thing but I'm pretty sure it was it was a branded thing it was a really it was really iconically associated with Cialis
0: I did and I I didn't skip this commercial because I because I was pearl clutching it was just that this commercial, like the 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 bathtubs don't fit into the plot of this at all. It's just yeah. at the very end. you see two bathtubs outside. The man and the woman are sitting in them respectively, like overlooking a, like on a bluff when overlooking really the ocean. It,
1: what is the what is the? What is the implication of the bathtub? Well, they're,
0: the implication is that they're naked, certainly, which is titillating, but so they're in why, separate bathtubs. why, I, so why, why not show bathtubs? them in a big bathtub together, maybe, yeah. right? I like, think there's a lot of romantic scenes in movies like that. You could yeah, certainly like, do that in a PG where they come up with two way.
1: separate bathtubs outside as a romantic idea?
0: Yeah, but I will play this one because I, I want to explain Bobby's um, comment on this. So in this one, we see a you know, like middle-aged couple or whatever. They're starting to fool around a little bit, but then out of the blue... They're their teenage daughter comes home and you can tell like she's in college because it says state across her <laughs> hoodie and she's carrying a bunch of laundry and surprise visit from you know your college age daughter, which means you're gonna have you have to he took these pills, but now he's gonna need to kind of slow his role a little bit. One moment we're feeling spontaneous. Surprise, I'm home. Next oh, we're happily
1: interrupted. Hey. No problem for guys like me with ED. There's Cialis. Cialis is the
0: only erectile dysfunction tablet clinically proven to both go to work fast in as little as 30 minutes for some men. Now, while he's talking, we're seeing like these, this family interacting. And now the, um, College-age daughter has taken a phone call and waves at them, meaning she will be on the phone for quite some time now. She is making her exit, and now we can get back to business. And work up 36 hours. No other Edie Talbot can do both. Sure, Cialis can work fast, but having up to 36 hours is a great option. And working only when it should means I can respond to Deb only when we're ready. Tell your doctor about your medical conditions and all medications. Now we're just sort of Ask seeing these weird symbolic things of Don't him and his Cialis wife, like, holding hands and walking through various... A lot various of events.
1: Entrances. Walking through a lot what? of entrances
0: and tunnels, but like suddenly they're walking through the Louvre. Like what well, building is it? Well, it's a
1: triangle-shaped door, Andrew. Ah
0: uh-huh. ha. As this may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure, don't drink alcohol in excess with Cialis. Side effects may include headache. Yeah, now they're they've in got the, nothing
1: on the tampon beaver.
0: Yeah, now they're in the museum. Like did they? They said okay.
1: They went to bone in the museum. Daughter's
0: taking a phone call. We're gonna quickly go to a museum. <laughs> To get all hot and then come back to the woods. Well, did you s-
1: see that triangle-shaped and door? <laughs> and
0: then sit in these two bathtubs. Lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease in vision, stop taking Cialis and call your doctor right away. Why ask your doctor about Cialis? Because when the moment and there is right, are the tubs, the money shot, the if money you will. shot. Thank you for that, Bobby.
1: Yes, nice. I had never seen that Cialis ad.
0: I saw it when I was prepping that show. I don't know if I've seen that particular one in the wild or not. Um Okay. Long-time or short-time listeners of the show know that last week we did our fall special where we showed a bunch of people falling off of ladders and roofs and the like. One of those commercials really stuck with me. We were trying to have some fun with it, trying to go the goofy route, um, but there was one that was really horrifying. It was from the... uh, From
1: Canadian OSHA.
0: Exactly, which is called the WSIB, Workplace Safety Insurance Board. And it showed uh, two women working in kind of an upscale shop somewhere. And one of them is standing on a ladder, like kind of, Improperly or incorrectly, while she's trying to take down a sign or put up a sign, and then all of a sudden she falls off the ladder, lands right onto a glass showcase of some sort. Yeah, it's gnarly. really bloodies herself up, and then just stands up and starts sort of like lecturing her coworker about like why was I allowed to do this? Why? Why wasn't there <laughs> why, somebody? Why like was my idiocy out?
1: not solved for me? So Sorry, that's kind of, I sound like such a libertarian about this thing?
0: But I mean, there is, she was accusing this other person of not doing more when yeah, it was like we her agreed that actor. it was a
1: weird choice. And
0: it's part of this campaign where, and we're going to see another one that Laura sent in here, where somebody is talking and trying to explain the situation and um, in almost a surreal way. And Laura says, I just finished that episode about Fall Guys. You need to see this episode. P.S.A. that uh, someone showed me in a cooking class I was teaching. As someone who's, who has spent a lot of time around fry oil in restaurants, this gave me an especially deep case of the heebie-jeebies. Uh-oh,
1: I'm already getting nervous.
0: Canada sure knows how to take it too far. <laughs> Genevieve,
1: yeah, they should put that on the on the road on the sign when you enter Canada.
0: We take it too far. We take it too far. I, first of all, that ladder commercial I was thinking about a lot. Uh, uh, like last week, I was trying to cut the hedges with this new long. Very powerful hedge trimmer yeah. that we got, that and you were real, standing is, on the
1: ladder like that.
0: Woman. And I was standing on yeah. an improper ladder that was way too short. I was stacking it up on wood that was rocking. I can't believe you're doing that. It was no rocking one told back you and to forth. Do that, I though, right? know nobody was home. I just needed to get this done. I needed to test out the machine, which ended up breaking later, and we're returning anyway. But um, <laughs> and now since then, i I went to Home Depot. I spent like two hundred bucks, or no, like one hundred and fifty bucks on a proper ladder now. But. I just kept thinking about that as I'm, and it's also it's very hard. Like it's just it takes a lot of upper arm strength yeah. or upper body strength to hold this thing out on your tiptoes on a ladder to like kind of get these hedges, which were really tall. And I was doing everything wrong on that ladder. I'm holding it. this thing. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm out of breath. I'm on my tiptoes on a ladder on stacked wood. Like it was. At one point, the ladder did fall underneath me and a bent part of it, and I just kept going anyway. I won't do that again. Uh, we have a proper ladder now, but I also was a little OCD about getting everything done, or trying to at least. Um, so I've been thinking about that commercial a lot, is my point. I am just grateful that I do not work in a kitchen because this commercial would not unlike Laura live rent free in my brain forever what you're about to see Genevieve makes that latter commercial seem like a PG movie wow compared to the R rating that we're giving this one we see a young uh chef she's in a kitchen and she's talking directly to us Genevieve brace yourself oh, no. for the screams oh Genevieve the screams <laughs>
1: I'm the sous chef here. With any luck I should be head chef by next year.
0: I've got this amazing fiancé who I won't be marrying this weekend because I'm about to be in a terrible accident. But really,
1: I should have cleaned up the grease over there.
0: And now, as she's talking, she says, I'm about to be in a terrible accident.
1: I'm wincing so hard right now.
0: I should have cleaned up the grease over there. And now she's picking up a giant stock pot, a giant stock pot that we believe is filled with hot, hot oil.
1: I should have cleaned up the grease over there. And they should never put the deep fryer so close.
0: <laughs> she falls backwards the entire pot of scalding hot oil falls she falls backwards and the pot falls on top of her and just covers her oh, upper torso yeah. and face
1: and they should never put the deep fryer so close
0: oh god somebody help
1: me for just a flash of a second as she's screaming we see her face and it's not a super grisly makeup job, but she's definitely it's like, like
0: close up of her face. As definitely
1: she's like pretty mangled,
0: mangled and burned, yeah. and it looks like maybe even bleeding a little bit.
1: Oh god, that is bad. God, there are Canada, no accidents, right? God, settle down. I guess it probably does the trick, though. That's that'll stay with you.
0: Well, the weird thing is, though, I was saying I was – I mean, I guess in my case, I was thinking like, oh, yeah, that that was a really effective ad. It's all I can think about while I'm standing while on While I'm this doing ladder. this really dangerous thing. <laughs> it didn't actually you change did, – my-
1: You did go – you didn't – but you, you kind of like – I do think that maybe that played some part in you deciding, like, we need to get a proper ladder. Yeah, I quit halfway through yeah, and said, like, we need a proper I couldn't do it You stopped doing yeah. it. And, I mean, you shouldn't have done it in the first place, but maybe it was helpful to, like, get you to reconsider. And it
0: did make me think of every single step, especially as I got more and more exhausted yeah. up there. Even with the new taller ladder, the nice thing about the taller ladder is... It's taller, so it's better for the job, but I'm further up. Right, right, you're not
1: having to reach so far up.
0: Exactly, but the fall would be more. And so like yesterday when I was trying the, you know, to return to the job, um, I was up there and I was like, really at times, again, you really are reaching as far as you possibly can to get to the very middle of these things. And this thing is heavy. And I'm kind of huffing and puffing. I'm like get down off this ladder huff and puff like I was very uh, deliberate in like kind of taking breaks and yeah. making sure that like and then at one point I was like oh I haven't eaten all day and even though I'm not really hungry right now maybe get off this ladder have yourself a little sandwich and some Gatorade you know so maybe it did it played into it a little bit but anyway I'm alive all I know is that woman's not getting married this weekend
1: <laughs> you can sell wow. you can-
0: the screams So visceral. So visceral. That
1: is rough. But I thank you for sharing it. That was uh, very upsetting. Thank you, Laura.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, everybody. Uh, Genevieve, I assume you're going to take that like split-second shot of her grizzled face and make that the show picture on <laughs> I Facebook? I am not going to do okay. that.
1: But I will put something on the Facebook group, which you can go visit at, well, the Facebook group. Um, you can call us at 607-444-5597. We
0: haven't had a voicemail in a long time. It's been a while. Time. 607. Call us with
1: a reaction. doesn't have to be a jingle. It can be a jingle. Um, you can email us at after these messages show at gmail. Or you can visit the YouTube page. And Andrew just gave you the, um, the new hack, which is, I guess, search after these messages podcast you'll see the logo yeah. um, and he puts up new ads um, a couple every week at least so you'll see uh content there if you come and visit it
0: yeah i got a million of them up there already yeah there's so and, many uh, that we
1: haven't talked about on this show and a lot of them are pretty funny and
0: again that voicemail number is 607-444-5597 get at us talk to you next week oh dip is he's once again back again with the caravan and